Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. Welcome back to At Your Service. Brad Young in with you this evening until 10 o'clock. And listen, I wish you could see all the texts I got. I I always try to respond to all the texts. I couldn't respond to all of them this evening uh, because of the overwhelming number of texts that we've gotten here on this topic. So I thank you for texting in. Uh, Please continue to text in. I will respond as I can. But one of the points I want to make before we get back to the callers is this. And, of course, if you're just joining us, we're talking about the situation with Kim Gardner, about the, uh, the that the defendant, Daniel Ray, should have been put behind bars a long time ago. He violated his probation 51 times since August, and the prosecuting attorney's office did nothing. And now he it was in a, a collision. He struck a 17-year-old volleyball player from Tennessee and she's lost both of her legs. It's it's a horrendous, horrendous situation. And folks have been calling in. Uh, and, and I want to make a point. I want to read one of the emails, and then I want to get back to the callers. If you're holding, please continue to hold. But here's the situation. A lot of folks have texted in saying this is not a Democrat or a Republican issue. And they got upset when someone said about Democrats. I agree this is not a Republican or a Democrat issue. But it is a progressive issue. And progressives are not synonymous with Democrats. You have to remember that. Because two of very close friends of mine, Michael Kelly and Jane Duker, very strong Democrats. I happen to be a very strong conservative. Both of those Democrats reject progressivism. Both of those Democrats support the police. Both of those Democrats reject the idea of defunding the police. Both of those Democrats reject the idea, the concept, that the role of the circuit attorney's office is to release prisoners instead of capturing criminals. So, no, this is not a Republican or a Democrat issue, but this is the natural progression of progressivism. This is the natural consequence of progressivism that says the police are all bad guys. That's what progressivism does. So I'm not going to label that as Democrats because Democrats and progressives differ on this issue extensively. And so this is not a Republican or a Democrat issue, but it is a progressive problem when you have progressives saying that the key is defunding the police. The key is weakening the justice system. And folks, that is simply 
the wrong solution to this issue. Let's go back to the phones. Uh, I believe it is Bruce who's been holding the longest. Hey, Bruce, thanks for holding through the break, and welcome to CamelX. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I'm you know, firm Democrat. Yeah, if this is what progressivism is, you know, I want no part of it. You know, I'm all, what will we do without the police? Exactly. You know, I mean, and then, you know, the funny thing about it is the first people that bitch about the police, as soon as something happens, who do they call? Yeah. And, and, then, they, and then they complain when there's no action taken. Well, this Kim Gardner gal, I'm, I live in the Metro East. I've been, I've worked downtown for 30 years. And uh, totally bad news. It's not a police problem. It's her problem. The buck stops with her. Thousands of people think this way. I will not cross the river to downtown unless I absolutely have to. Yeah, and, 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 and Bruce, this is not even a white or a black issue because if you watch Channel 5, Channel 4, Channel 2 News, every night when there's a crime or a shooting, there is an African-American family who's interviewed on, on all of the St. Louis TV stations who say, I wish the police could stop these crimes. We want crime to stop in our neighborhood. We want stronger police, and we're against the criminals. So this is not even a black or a white issue. This is truly a progressive issue when these progressives, like Kim Gardner, and like even Tashara Jones, who has campaigned on the idea of defunding the police— it, this is the natural consequence of that philosophy. Oh, I totally agree. How do these people get voted? Who, i like to know, who are voting for these folks? I mean, it's ridiculous. I will not. I mean, if nobody's going to be held accountable, what the hell's the point? I, it, I just don't get it. Exactly. And in the last election, just so you know, Bruce, in the last election here in the city of St. Louis, uh, Kim Gardner received 77% of the vote. And that's why I think it's going to be very hard to force her out of office. Bruce, you've been holding for so long this evening, and I appreciate you listening, and I appreciate you hanging on here on Camo X. Thank you so much. Throw her ass out. There you go. That's from Bruce. And listen, I've got an email, and I've got some more calls I want to get to. But I received an amazing email a few minutes ago from a listener. And if you want to send me an email, I always love Excuse me. I always love getting emails. My email address, beyoung, B-Y-O-U-N-G, at harrisdowell.com, H-A-R-R-I-S as in Sam, D as in David, O-W-E-L-L. Let's go back to the phones. Uh, Bob has also been waiting a very long time. Hey, Bob, welcome to KMOX. Thank you for taking my call. Um, One of the things that you said that really hit home was when you said that words really are inadequate to express the disgust and the um, anguish of what happened. I mean, you feel so bad for this uh, young lady, just got a scholarship mm. to play volleyball. Her family, I've got a daughter. I, I know somewhat of how I would feel. I mean, it would be crushing. And I don't know if you can do this, but... I, I think there's a GoFundMe account for, and I there is. I don't I don't know what that information is. I don't know if you're willing to or, or can give that out to to help this girl. It's just really really sad. And another thing I want to say is, 
I really appreciate as a uh, moderate. I've I've voted for Democrats. I've voted for Republicans. I think it was wonderful that you made the distinction that not all Democrats. You can't use a broad brush and say all Democrats are progressive. It it a lot of people are pretty disgusted. Um, with some of the progressive ideas, the defund the police is a is a stupid uh, term. Uh, you know, maybe there needs to be some revisions, maybe more social workers, whatever. But I tell you, I wouldn't want to be a social worker and go on a uh, call for a domestic dispute because I'd want a police officer there to back me up. Of course. But, yeah. And and just one other thing, I'm going to go on a little tangent for just a second. Somebody mentioned something about the train. And I think it's important to note that back when President Trump was president, he rescinded a proposal to have um, uh, safer uh, brakes on trains that were carrying highly flammable or hazardous materials. And that the Department of Transportation, when he was president, justified the rollback with a 2018 analysis arguing that the cost of requiring such breaks would be, quote, significantly higher than the expected benefits of the update. Okay, Bob, I I appreciate you sharing that, sir. And I really appreciate your comments about the whole Democrat versus progressive issue, because, again, I'm, I'm a strong conservative. I'm not ashamed of that. And I talk about that. But I've got so many friends of mine who are strong pro-police Democrats. Uh, and it, it, and you just have to realize that it's not a Democrat-Republican issue, but it is a tenet of progressivism. And progressivism is different from Democrat politics. And we need to make sure that we we, we understand that distinction because just because someone's a Democrat – but really doesn't mean in any way, shape, form, or manner that they're against the police. And I'm glad that you echoed that. And I appreciate you calling in this evening. Very much. And just to say one other thing real quick, because I know you've got a lot of calls, is, um, you know, I, the broad brush thing, I'm moderate on, on some things. I'm conservative on some things. It bothers the heck out of me that we've got a $31 trillion debt. Yes. Let's not be so shallow as to say a person is all conservative or all liberal. I'm um, conservative on some issues. I'm more uh, moderate or maybe even liberal, if I can say that on, on your station. <laughs> of course. Um, on other issues. I'm not that shallow, you know, and I, I don't understand. think a lot of people are. Hey, Bob, right, we got it. Thank we, you very we, much, sir. Thank you, Bob. We got to take a break. We've got Damien and others who are holding. We're going to continue this conversation because, to me, that's the point of talk radio is to get your input, discuss ideas, and have this as the marketplace of ideas in a way that no other medium allows you to do. 314-436-7900 at your service. KMOX, don't go away. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Thanks to producer extraordinaire Matt Pajeski, uh, the, the, one of the prior callers, I think it was Bob, mentioned, is there a GoFundMe page for this volleyball player, Janae Edmondson, who lost her legs? And the answer to that is yes, there is. And as Matt just told me, it is pray for Janae. And, and I, I've never, uh, I've been on GoFundMe, but I've never donated to GoFundMe. I, if, when I know of folks that need money, I just donate it to them directly. But if you go on to GoFundMe and look for Pray for Janae, you should be able to find a way to donate money to her. I know there's already been. Matt, you looked at it. Do, do we have any idea how much money has been raised so far? Over $340,000. Fantastic. Over $340,000. And listen, no amount of money is going to give her legs back to her. No amount of money is going to resolve the tragedy that's going to stay with this young woman for the rest of her life. No amount of money is going to compensate her for the for the loss of the love of the game, of playing volleyball, of playing team sports. I, I know this firsthand because, again, my daughter was a Division One rower. And the joy and the camaraderie that comes from being in sports can't be replicated in any other way. So it's not like you're looking at this money and saying, oh, she's going to get rich on this. No, no amount of money is going to compensate her. But it may help her to get through every single day by having a little bit of money to pay for the things that she needs to get through her day. Uh, Damien's been holding for a while. Hey, Damon, Damien, welcome to KMOX. Hey, thank you for taking my call. I really appreciate it. It's my first time calling in. Uh, just real quick, I, I just want to say uh, I'm born and raised in St. Louis. I don't live here now. I uh, was 26 years in the military, retired. Thank you, sir. I just come back to St. Louis from time to time. Uh, but St. Louis City is, is turning into like a Gotham City. You know, the lawlessness with no yes. consequences, little to no enforcement, no more traffic enforcement or traffic stops. Uh, policing 101. And, and when you do those traffic stops and basic law enforcement, you, you're pulling criminals off the street before they get a chance to do things. Because typically criminals, you know, they don't follow rules. They don't follow traffic rules. So you're able to, you know, apprehend people before things happen. Now, also with that, you, you know, I, I, I drive around and I see people with expired um, temporary tags. Yes. Two years old. I, I, isn't that crazy? I mean, there's an opportunity, Damon, and I, I 100% agree with your position on this. I couldn't agree with you anymore. Uh, but, but there's this legal concept called the broken windows theory. And that if, if folks exactly. have broken windows and you enforce those and you crack down on those, then you also eliminate greater problems. And the same is true with traffic violations. And when I see these temp tags that are expired for two years, I think, come on, if you pull this person over and they got a gun, arrest them. You might stop the next murder from taking place by enforcing the temp tag laws, and yet it, yet it doesn't happen. 
Yeah, that's how they caught the son of Sam. You know, it was a traffic violation, which led to them catching a serial killer that was menacing the town. Now, I'm not saying every situation is going to be like that, but we just need that basic policing 101, uh, yes. you know, being in the neighborhoods, knowing the uh, residents, all, all those basic things. And on the, on the other side of that, we also need equitable justice. So, you know, I, I'm, I have a law enforcement background, so I know sometimes some areas are inequitably uh, serviced by the police and, and sure. they don't have all, always have the best police. And, and I think, you know, police officers need to get paid more. The training needs to be better, vetted a little bit better. And I think the outcomes will be a lot better. Wow. Damien, I, Damien, I so appreciate your perspective. I thank you for your service. I applaud you for your service. It's interesting. Someone came by my house just this week and they saw that I'm flying an American flag. And she said to me, did you serve in the military? And I said, no, I just love this country, and she told me that she served in the military and that she fought for our flag. And I just want to tell you, thank you for your service, and thank you for calling in this evening on KMOX. Thank you for your support, sir. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tamara's been holding a while. Hey, Tamara, welcome to KMOX. Um, hi. Um, thank you for taking my call. I just wanted to say, as a Democrat, um, I am, I would consider myself a moderate Democrat, and like the last caller, you know, I'm an Air Force veteran. Thank you. Um, I have, you're welcome. I have, you know, my brother was in law enforcement, mm. um, uncles, aunts, mm. grandfathers, you know, law enforcement, military. You've seen it. You've I, lived it. As, you've experienced it. Yes. As a Democrat, I can't stand Tashara Jones. I can't stand Kim Gardner. I can't stand Cory Bush. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, however, there is the conservative side that I don't understand, you know, especially with the last caller, you know, you mentioned the guns, right? If a police officer were to pull somebody over and I totally agree, but with the laws that are going on now from the Republicans in Missouri, like they're, they're not able to, they're not able to arrest these people. Like, you know, they can legally, you know, have these guns no matter what age they are or whatever. So I think it's on both sides. Now, I do agree with what happened um, with this with this child, because she's still a child, that's, that's uncalled for. But Kim Gardner should have never been elected. She was elected by the people. So what, how do you juxtapose that? You know, she, the people love her. Even now, they still love her. Yes, they do. And, it's, and, it's, it's a it's, it's a race thing that that's that's what they're saying. So how do you know, as I said before, how do you juxtapose that? Well, I, I will tell you this. If, if you've listened to this show uh, when I'm on at your service uh, before, uh, Tamara, you'll you you may recall that that one of the positions that I've advocated is that even though Missouri uh, has been uh, as far to the right as any other state, when it comes to gun laws, that there should be a modification of those laws to allow for individual communities to criminalize open carry, to criminalize the possession of firearms by by juveniles and by teenagers, just for the reason that we talked about earlier. That if a if a juvenile has a gun at 4 a.m., they're not using it to go and collect uh, distribute Girl Scout cookies. Okay, they're they're not doing that. It's not they're not out hunting geese at three o'clock in the morning in downtown St. Louis with a gun. 
They're only Absolutely. using that gun for bad reasons. So, so there should be modification of gun laws in this state. It is the responsibility of Republicans to do that in Jefferson City. And the small-minded yeah. politicians in Jefferson City have failed this state by not amending the gun laws so that gun laws can be used for the protection yeah. of all people, which is not what's going on right now. Amen to that. And I totally agree. As a gun owner, my husband, my son, my 21-year-old son, and my husband, myself, and we're a family of gun owners. However, all of us, you know, have, we've gone to school, you know, I've been trained, of course, uh, through the military. But we've all, you know, had um, um, concealed carry courses and stuff like that. So I think that's needed. Background checks, like that's, I have no no problem with any of those things at all, Tamara. And uh, and, and I, I, I would hope that this would be some sort of an uh, of a impetus to make the city safer, because this hurts not just the residents of the city, not just the sure. residents of the county, but it hurts the entire state of Missouri when we yeah. have this this kind of activity going on, it, it it hurts us all. Hey, Tamara, we're coming up. We got a hard break here, so I've got to let you go. But thanks so much for calling in, and thanks for listening to KMOX. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. We've got Kim and others who are still holding on the line. Stick around. We're going to take a break here because, listen, Matt Pajeski costs a lot of money here to have him here every night. we got to take a break to pay his salary. Brad Young, at your service. We'll be right back. back to at your service this is something i've not really done before have two hours on the same topic but obviously we've had uh, solid callers we've had tons of texts this is an issue that resonates with the city with the county with the country because of just how it impacts us emotionally we understand that crime is a problem and this is just a a demonstrative picture of the downside of crime and why we need to do something about it. Thank you for sharing with me through the calls and the texts. It's been a fantastic evening because we've gotten to exchange ideas. And as as Matt Pajeski and I were talking during the break, this is what talk radio is all about. Kim's been holding for a very long time. Hey, Kim, thanks for joining us and thanks for hanging around. No problem. Sorry about my voice. I've got laryngitis. Not a problem. Anyway. Yes, her school is doing something, too. The kids are getting together and putting together their own GoFundMe account for her. And second of all, I'd like to say that I think that uh, Kim Gardner needs to be put in jail herself and have the key thrown away. <laughs> she, I, I've lost, I'm, a, I'm a Democrat. I'm a diehard Democrat. And I've lost all respect for that woman that I ever did have. Yeah, well, you heard, and Kim, I hope you heard our discussion earlier where I pointed out that this is not a Republican versus a Democrat issue, that that progressivism is not the, the ideals of the Democrat Party in this country, that, that, that Democrats don't support defunding the police. Democrats don't support weakening the police. Democrats don't support rampant crime with no consequences. That's not that's not a position that Democrats support, but it is a position that progressives support, and we need to make sure that we make that distinction. Well, I guess I'm just upset with Kim Garner, the way she's handling this situation. So, I mean, I didn't mean it to come off. It was a that it was a Republican versus Democrat. It's just that 
this is just like infuriating me. Yeah, it is. And and it infuriates you, I'm guessing, just because this is the reality of crime. You know, we, we can watch Law and Order or we can watch a crime show on TV and we know that it's fiction. But but here's a real life example of a young woman whose life is forever scarred because of the failure of one person to do her job. And this shows us it just slaps us in the face of the of the uh, the ramifications of crime without the responsibility of those who we elected to control it. Oh, and I agree. I agree totally. Well, Kim, thank you so much for calling in. Thanks for listening. And uh, thanks for participating this evening. No problem. Thank you. Sure. There, there's there's two things I want to discuss here before I wrap up this topic. And, and again, if you've got some uh, other thoughts on this, feel free to give us a call, 314-436-7900. Call or text. I've tried to respond to as many texts as I can during the breaks. It's kind of rude if I sit and type uh, uh, during the in between the breaks. So I'm trying to break to to respond rather during the breaks. But there's there's two other points that I want to make sure that I get to here before we wrap up this topic. One is <clears throat> Attorney General uh, Matthew Bailey. He said today that that he gave and has given Kim Gardner a deadline for tomorrow at noon tomorrow to resign her office. And if he if he if she doesn't resign from office tomorrow by noon, he's going to to proceed and pursue what's called a quo waranto uh, proceeding. And that basically means you challenge the person and you direct the courts to say, is this person valid and legally entitled to continue holding that office? And while I applaud Attorney General Matthew Bailey for doing that, I don't really think that that would be effective. I don't think that's going to reach the conclusion that so many of us want it to reach. And it's not like I want a Republican in that office. Listen, if the folks of St. Louis want to elect a Democrat to that office, God bless them. That's what democracy is all about. But you don't elect a person to the circuit attorney's office to, who focuses solely on releasing people from jail. If you're the circuit attorney, your job is to prosecute crimes, not provide excuses for them. And yet that's what we have in Kim Gardner. Second idea that I want to ask or get to here. If you voted for Kim Gardner, I would like to hear from you. I would like to hear from you this evening. If you voted for Kim Gardner, if you think that that was a good vote, if you think that's a continues to be a good choice for the city of St. Louis, I would like to hear why. And if you voted for Kim Gardner and your opinion has changed, I would like to hear from you. Because that shows uh, that maybe you rethought one of your prior choices when you were at the ballot box. Either way, whether you voted for her and still agree with it, whether you voted for her and disagree with it now, I would like to hear your opinion. 314-436-7900. And we've talked a lot this evening about culpability. Who's responsible for this? And, of course, Kim Gardner is going to point fingers. She's going to evade, just like she has in every instance when these problems have come up with her office since the day she was elected. And I've highlighted them over and over on this show because I think it's atrocious the way she has operated that office. But there's another, I think, culpable party here that no one's discussing. No one. And when I say culpability, 
what I mean by that is someone who's responsible. It's easy to look at Kim Gardner and say, you're responsible. And you're right if you do that. But there's one other entity who I think shoulders some of the responsibility for the tragedy that's been levied on Janae Edmondson's life. And that's the Missouri Supreme Court. Why do I say that? Because Kim Gardner, in her role in prosecuting Eric Greitens, she did, and if you read through the complaint, I've got a copy of it. I'll send it to you if you email me at beyoung at harrisdowell.com. But there's a 72-page ethics complaint that was levied against Kim Gardner in relation to her prosecution of Eric Greitens. Not because it was political, because I think it was. That's not the basis. The basis was that she allowed false evidence to be admitted into court during the case of uh, the case against Eric Wrights. There's a phrase. The phrase is suborn perjury. Suborning perjury means that you either allow perjury to occur or, and I think this is more uh, in line with what she actually did, she allowed false evidence to be admitted into court and did nothing, did nothing to correct the record. You see, as an attorney, it's very possible for me or any other attorney who practices law in the state of Missouri to, during the course of a legal proceeding, allow false evidence to be admitted into court. That can happen. If a witness lies and you don't know about it, it can happen. But the attorney has an ethical and a legal responsibility to make the court aware of that false evidence as soon as that attorney is made aware of it. And yet we know in in the prosecution of Eric Greitens, there was false testimony and false evidence presented by witness William Tisby. And I don't know whether Kim Gardner knew it was false at the time or not. I have no idea. I cannot see into her heart. That's the... That's God's function, not mine. But here's what we do know. That once she was made aware of that false evidence and false testimony from William Tisby, what did she do about it? And in this instance, we know with 100% certainty, she did nothing. Even though she had a legal, ethical, and a moral responsibility to inform the court of that error, she did nothing about it. And so ethics charges were brought against her. And what was the result of those ethics charges? Well, in August of 2022, the case went to the Missouri Supreme Court. Now, the Missouri Supreme Court has what's called plenary power. That's a fancy legal term, plenary power. It means absolute authority. The Missouri Supreme Court holds absolute authority over whether an attorney can continue to practice law in the state of Missouri. What did the Missouri Supreme Court do when they had the opportunity? They had the evidence before them. They had evidence of her guilt of ethical violations and her violation of Missouri law for failing to correct errors that were entered into the record and submitted new evidence. They had that before them. What did the Missouri Supreme Court do last August, August of 2022? They gave her a $750 fine and they gave her a reprimand. That's all the Missouri Supreme Court did. And let's let's look backwards in time here. Had the Missouri Supreme Court done what should have been done, if any other attorney would have done what Kim Gardner did, 
if I would have done what Kim Gardner did, any other attorney, that attorney or me, we would have been suspended, had our law license suspended. And when it comes to the circuit attorney's office, under Missouri law, if the circuit attorney's right to continue to practice law has been suspended, then under Missouri law, the governor has the authority to appoint a temporary circuit attorney until the next election. So again, let's look backwards in time. August of 2022, had the Missouri Supreme Court did what they should have done here and suspended Kim Gardner's license, then in that instance, Missouri law would be triggered. Kim Gardner would have lost her position as the circuit attorney, and the governor could have appointed another attorney to take over as the circuit attorney until the next election. Had they done that, chances are, and of course we're spitballing because that's what happens when you talk about changing the timeline, right? Anybody that watches Star Trek knows that. But had the Supreme Court taken that action, I think an argument can easily be made that Janae Edmondson today would have her legs. That her career as a volleyball player would not be over. That the rest of her life would be different today had the Missouri Supreme Court suspended Kim Gardner in August of 2022. So I do believe that the Missouri Supreme Court has what the term is culpability, meaning that they're partially responsible. This is not a political issue, folks. It's not a Republican issue. It's not a Democrat issue. It's not right or left. It's right or wrong. And the Missouri Supreme Court was wrong in allowing Kim Gardner to keep her law license. Kim Gardner was wrong in having 51 chances to put Daniel Riley behind bars, and she failed to do it. And the person paying the price this evening is 17-year-old Janae Edmondson. What are your thoughts? 314-436-7900. Call or text. We're going to take our last break of the hour. Stick around. Welcome back to At Your Service. Again, I don't want to to, to uh, beat a dead horse here, but this is what talk radio is all about. This is your opportunity to express your thoughts, your ideas, your feelings, and to us have an intelligent, adult-oriented conversation without calling names, without uh, having the divisiveness necessarily of social media. We can actually have a conversation, and that's what I like about talk radio, and I, I suspect that you do too. Hey, Rob, you've uh, called in this evening. Thanks for calling in to KMOX. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Um, I don't know a lot about the law, but, um, you know, I'm appalled at at the goings-on here. This young girl, you know, loses her legs. I mean, God in heaven. I I just... um, you know, a city's trying to find its its better image and and better self esteem, and and this is just this is so ugly. I can't hardly take it. And I just wanted to ask you if you have any legal context to to draw an opinion. Um, can this young girl file suit against Kim Gardner or the state, or is is that even legally possible? I, I, I just don't know the law that well. And thank you, and I'll listen to your answer. Very good, Rob. Thank you for calling in. 
Unfortunately, well, let me start it this way. I, I, I agree with Rob's sentiments here that I wish there was an opportunity for for Janae Edmondson to to file a lawsuit here against either Kim Gardner or even the state of Missouri or someone who's responsible other than this deadbeat criminal who cannot be held civilly responsible for what happened. He can be held criminally responsible, and hopefully this guy is prosecuted and uh, spends a lot of time at the Gray Bar Motel. But when it comes to civil liability, the answer to this is pretty clear, Rob. In, in 19, I believe it was in 1976, the issue came up to the U.S. Supreme Court about whether prosecutors can be sued for what they do or, and more importantly, what they fail to do. And I believe it was the case of Embler versus Pacman in 1976, where the U.S. Supreme Court said that prosecutors have absolute immunity for what they do. In other words, when you say absolute immunity, it means they cannot be sued for their actions or for their failures to act. And the Supreme Court said this, it's better to leave unredressed the wrongs done by a dishonest officer of the court than to subject those who try to do their duty to the constant dread of retaliation. And I'm quoting. So to answer that question, that means that really there's no civil remedy here for Janae to sue the city of St. Louis, to sue Kim Gardner, either individually or professionally, or to sue the state of Missouri. There's really no opportunity for that. And if you look at, there's a similar concept of, of absolute immunity when it comes to police officers. So if a police officer is doing his or her job and they're sued for what they do, police have absolute immunity for the exact same reason. Now, there's one enormous difference when it comes to police. If police officers are breaking the law in the context of the execution of their duties, then courts have held that they're no longer covered by immunity because they were acting outside of the scope and course of their employment. So if a police officer like we saw uh, recently with the beating and the death of that individual by the by the police officers, at that point, they can be sued because they went beyond beyond the scope and course of their actual employment when they committed crimes by assaulting and killing the defendant. But in this instance with Kim Gardner, I don't even know how you could come up with a, a way to argue that she's gone beyond her the scope of her employment to the point of being a criminal action by her failure to put this uh, Daniel Riley behind bars. And if he had been behind bars, he wouldn't have injured Janae Edmondson by uh, through the car accident. I don't think you can make that argument, but it's a fantastic idea. And as they told me in law school, you get an A for uh, a great idea. Kevin's been holding for a while. Hey, Kevin, welcome to Camo X. How are you doing? Doing great, sir. Hey, well, I understand this case is the um, the person who committed this crime uh, had committed armed robbery, and the judge um, sent him home with a ankle bracelet. Correct. So under what situation should someone who commits an armed robbery who, uh, in that kind of a criminal act, is willing to, is thought to use his weapon 
to, you know, cause bodily harm, why should that person be trusted at home with an ankle bracelet? The ankle bracelet means nothing. Right. As we saw here, it means nothing because it certainly didn't stop Daniel Riley from running over uh, Janae Edmondson and removing her legs. It didn't stop him in any way. To me, it's the laws and the way that, I mean, the fact that they don't hold someone back with a, you know, a criminal history of violence and at least the, you know, the use of a weapon and to commit an armed robbery uh, should just not, it shouldn't happen. You're, you're, you're right, Kevin. And yet, if you look in this country, and I don't know how long you've been listening this evening, but I've tried to make clear that this isn't a Republican or a Democrat issue, but it is a progressive issue. And here's the reason why I say that. If you look across this country now, there's been a movement to uh, allow people who have been arrested for crimes to be released on their own recognizance. In other words, you don't hold them in jail. You don't assign a cash bail. You allow them to be released. And it's something that's passed in Illinois. I I think you're from Springfield. It's a big issue in the state of Illinois. And Illinois has decided that if you are a criminal, you should not be held in prison. Uh, you should be allowed to be released on your own recognizance. This is a concept that I completely disagree with, but it's one that has been sweeping this country. And just like it's swept through the state of Illinois, it's also swept through the city of St. Louis. Yeah, I mean, it, it is widespread. I agree. And I, I guess I beg to differ with you on Republican or Democratic. If you probably look at, I mean, obviously Illinois is run by a Democratic governor, uh, Democratic Attorney General, and it has been for that way. And a lot of things have changed in Illinois under that type of leadership. Look at Chicago under Democratic leadership. I mean, across the country, the most violent cities are run by Democrats. Houston is run by a Democrat. And the violence has gotten way worse in the last probably 10 to 12 years. And I, I mean... I believe it's because of the Democrats who run these big cities and their liberal ways. And it seems like more protection for the criminal than it is for the innocent people who are trying to live their lives. You're exactly right, Kevin. Hey, we're coming up on a very hard break here. I'm going to have to let you go, sir. But thanks for calling in. Appreciate your input. Uh, And I want to thank you for your input. We've got lots of texts, lots of calls this evening. This is an important issue. It's an emotional issue, but it's also an intellectual issue. And we've had an opportunity this evening to discuss the implications of this idea that criminals can go free with no repercussions. Hey, stick around. 10 o'clock, we've got the best of Dave Glover. I'll see you next week on At Your Service, KMOX. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.